This week on the Jay Doherty Podcast, we take a look at President Donald Trump, who recently released an angry tweet storm at freshman congresswomen, saying they should, quote, help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. These are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Next, to check on the raids on illegal immigrants that the Trump administration has promised but not delivered on. Then, a brighter side of capitalism, Prime Day, the best deals handpicked by me, coming your way. All that and more on episode 89 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. That is correct. Welcome to the Jay Doherty Podcast. We're broadcasting live on a special early morning edition of this podcast. Thursday, July 16th, 8.30 a.m. Exactly. A lot of stuff to talk about Trump. Oh, man, he's made, making some news and uh, a lot of tweet storms, big tweet storm, uh, a lot of fake news claims and all the rest of the normal things we see from the man himself. Uh, but also this crazy alligator that's been in uh, Humboldt Park, the Humboldt Park Lagoon, has just been captured, according to authorities. But not by the uh, infamous alligator Bob, of which we've used to talk about. No, someone different. And we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about these uh, tweet storms against the uh, equally crazy uh, Demo- like uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, and others. Trump said that they should go back to their home countries, even though three of which three of those people were born here. And also we'll talk about those raids that they promised but never delivered on. Um, it's basically a huge scare. He said that there would be around 2,000 undocumented immigrants that would be uh, a target of these raids, and none of them have happened whatsoever yet. And uh, we'll also talk about a, an interesting um, take on Prime Day. Prime Day, one of those uh, fake holidays where you, get, you do buy stuff. Normally, it's they have a decent selection. This year seems to be a disappointment, not only for me, but for a lot of people. It's a lot of just Amazon stuff that's happening, not much else. We'll talk about that and the best deals handpicked by me. So, we're going to talk about this alligator. It was just captured, and by when I say just, I mean like just captured. If you're listening on the live stream, you know what I mean. The alligator that eluded authorities for a week in the Humboldt Park Lagoon was caught overnight, according to Chicago police. No details were immediately available, but on Sunday, Chicago Animal Control officials closed the eastern half of the park and hired an alligator expert from Florida as the search continued, or as the search entered its second week. This is very, very important, uh, and this is what should have happened in the beginning, in my opinion. The alligator first appeared on July 9th, it's currently July 16th, and they couldn't capture the thing. They had a volunteer from the Chicago Herpetological Society, Mr. Alligator Bob himself. I actually went down to Humboldt Park as a part of a separate assignment for WGN Radio and uh, reported on basically what was happening there live. I took a picture of Alligator Bob and 
John Williams, who is the host of the infamous John Williams show on WGN, uh, actually got an interview with Alligator Bob after I was uh, over there just reporting on it. It was a coincidence, and they, they got Alligator Bob on the show, so we'll talk about that in a second. But before any of this, the Alligator, who has just appeared somehow, well, we kind of know how. I think what happened was uh, someone had a pet alligator, illegally owned a pet alligator in the state of Illinois, uh, got too big, and threw it into the Humboldt Park Lagoon, probably in the middle of the night so no one could see, and they just had to go capture it. And they did. They captured it alive. We don't know how they captured it, but we will very soon. Uh, In about an hour and a half, the city of Chicago is going to have a press conference with the alligator there. Hopefully it's there. They say it's going to be there. If it's not there, then that's going to cause some people, including myself, to ponder the possibility of it still being in the lagoon. But finally they have closed this, or they closed it for the duration of, uh, for, for the duration of, since Sunday, to actually capture it, and they, they have captured it. It needed to be closed if they wanted to capture it in the first place. Being The public being there, the noises, the encounters, it, it really made it, very distracting, including for Alligator Bob, who, as I said, was on John Williams talking about the commotion. He didn't really like the media whatsoever, but he didn't like people. He was out there talking to a lot of people uh, about what was happening, and uh, here's what he said. He didn't want people, so they closed it, but he wasn't there to experience the closures. Uh, not too bad. Enjoying the hot sun. No, it's just uh, a little tiring with uh, all the commotion going on here. Uh, we usually try to keep these type of things quiet so that it doesn't become a media circus like this. And we're doing our best right now to keep the general public to not be afraid and not be crazy. So Alligator Bob is the volunteer. Uh, and they brought in an expert to kind of replace Alligator Bob, unfortunately, I think he was still involved, I don't think, but he was not responsible for the actual capture. But they replaced him, or replaced his duties, by Frank Robb. He owns a crocodilian specialist service in St. Augustine, Florida, who, quote, immediately began assessing uh, the park and the lagoon, according to animal control officials. And at a news conference on Monday afternoon, Chicago police asked to s- people to stay away from the lagoon and keep noise at a minimum. And actually, they sent out a press release to all uh, the friendly members of the Chicago media saying, please do not contact this man or any members of his family. It is He is trying to do his job so let him do his job. I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, they got it, and we're going to have live coverage of the press conference when it comes on. Not on this episode, but on the TJDP network at j-doherty.com. If you so wish to indulge in the explanation of the capture. And uh, live updates on Twitter and the website, of course, as well. There uh, is a lot of stuff going on in the world of politics, though, and I think this was kind of a friendly distraction from it. Uh... But I uh, want to talk about this whole, this crazy stuff with uh, Donald Trump, Ocasio-Cortez, and all the rest. Uh, There was a huge back and forth going, that actually initiated from Donald Trump, 
Uh, and I'll talk about my opinion on it when we get to the story, which is going to happen right now. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, those are two people that you know. Uh, well, I think you would know. Um, but there are also some others that you might not know. And those people are uh, also congresswomen from different places uh, within the United States. And I, I want to talk about Trump's attacks on them. He, he didn't say directly that it was them, uh, but it's very clear what they meant. He was talking to, from Detroit, Representative Rashida Tlaib, Tlaib I believe is how you say her name, from Cincinnati, Representative Ayanna Presley, and of course Ilhan Omar from Michigan, uh, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. Trump hates them a lot. Um, in fact, he accused them of being anti-American and basically asked them to leave, go back to their home countries, even though three of them are born here. Were born in the United States. Um, Ilhan Omar was the only one that uh, became a citizen, I believe, in the United States when she was a teenager. The tweet reads... And I will read it to you right here, right now. Trump uh, said on Twitter, and basically it was very unexpected. In a, in, in, it was a three-tweet tweet. It was He couldn't fit it all into the confines of Twitter. But this is what he says. Uh, at 5.27 a.m. yesterday, or sorry, the day before, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who quote origi- or who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total ca- catastrophe and total uh, the war. Oh, sorry, let me start over. So interesting to see pr- the progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are total are complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how it's done? These places need your help badly, and you can't leave fast enough. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi would... Uh, be very happy to work out free travel arrangements. Wow. So the the big the big question is: Is this racist? Well, of course, saying "go back to your country" or "go back to where you came from" is very racist, especially when you because you don't say that to uh, people who are white. You don't say that. Basically, I mean, if if someone comes, I mean, everyone is an immigrant in the United States, and no one says, you know, if you're uh, from Switzerland or uh, France or Italy or Britain, no one says go back to where you came from. That's and all these women have happen to be of color. They're all American citizens, and Ocasio Cortez, Tlaib, and Presley um, are all. Everyone's an American citizen. Omar was born in Somalia, um, and the congresswoman hit back at Trump. Ocasio-Cortez was tweeting that Trump is, quote, angry because you can't conceive of an America that includes us. Nancy Pelosi, who, uh, I mean, is actually one of the most solid backbones of the Democratic Party next to uh, Senator Richard Durbin, uh, basically 
kind of tried to calm calm the storm uh, because these. While Trump is wrong saying this completely, he should never. He should not have said that. He should have phrased it completely differently. These four, or at least these two. I don't know about Ms. Tlaib and 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 the other, but Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez are not. They're not rational in their thinking. They're not rational in how they describe things. Their visions cannot be implemented. When if you're a good leader, you have to have compromise. And. Unfortunately, from what I've seen, these two people lack the ability to compromise and also really love the camera. And so do the opponents because they make the Democratic Party look so bad, they make it look weak. They know, when I say they, I'm talking about Ocasio-Cortez, they know that the right has become more effective when they've gone further right, so they think the left must go further left to be more effective. And that doesn't work. It hasn't worked for the. Um, it hasn't worked for uh, Republicans, and it's not going to work for the Democrats, as we've seen. So after the uh, tweet, the response from Miss Ocasio, she went on to uh, hold a press conference that I assume her office put together, and it was all these foreign women. And Ilhan Omar actually used expletives quoting the president at this event. And Trump had a live response. First, let's listen to Miss Ocasio-Cortez, who went on for uh, about 1 minutes and 48 seconds and began with somewhat of a condescending comment referencing her previous rants. I'll try to keep things as brief, I guess, as I can. But who knows when I get on a roll, right? All right, so let's um, uh, cue a somewhat personal story about her past and then maybe some symbolism involved. When I was a little girl... Oh, there it is, yeah. My father took me to the reflecting pool here. We were on a road trip from New York to Florida to visit family. And I've told this story before, but it was my first time ever visiting Washington, D.C. And it was my only time visiting Washington, D.C. for years, if not decades. And he rested me on the side of the reflecting pool and had my toes dip in the water, and he had me look at the Washington Monument, had me look at the Capitol, had me look at the entirety of the capital of our, of our great country. And he looked at everything, and he pointed to all of it, and he said, this belongs to all of us. This belongs to you, and it belongs to me. And so the first note that I want to tell children across this country is that no matter what the president says, this country belongs to you. Mm-hmm. And it belongs to everyone. And today, that notion, that very notion was challenged. This weekend, that very notion was challenged. So I am not surprised when, a, when the president says that four sitting members of Congress should, quote, go back to their own country when he has authorized raids without warrants on thousands of families across this country. So uh, that's a good story. I, I understand what she's saying, and she actually did a good job delivering it there. But if you put that together with her previous record, I don't uh, think that... I mean, just this past weekend, uh, she said that uh, the female 
sports, uh, female soccer players should be paid double what the men are paid. And I'm all completely, I think, without a doubt, of course, women should be paid exactly the same amount for the same job as men. That's no question about it. But she was saying that even though in these, except for the World Cup, the men have been getting better ratings, the women should be paid double. At least that was implied from her tweet. Now, I don't think anyone takes any of this seriously, except for, unfortunately, the Fox News viewers who, and and Fox News constantly, constantly just rolls these clips of Ocasio-Cortez, which paints a terrible, very broad picture of the Democratic Party, even though the only, I mean, she's really the only one next to Ilhan Omar who is in this group of ultra-left. And it's kind of a new tactic. Even Bernie Sanders was not, was not this radical, even though his policies were pretty radical. And I think we're giving way too much power to someone who has no power, very little power, in the United States Congress. Ocasio-Cortez has the lowest-ranking junior title you could possibly have, next to Ilhan Omar, of course, who's been there for a shorter amount of time. Except Ilhan Omar uh, treats the press badly. And she... I mean, so there is a very, very divided line within this country, and I think everyone just needs to be in the middle. Uh, And I don't... I'm not saying that the left is, you know, bad and the um, right is good. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying, like, there there needs to be a middle because I have never, ever, even just going back three years ago or two years ago, I've never hated both parties as much as I do right now. You have to be right in the middle at this moment in time, in my opinion. So, speaking of Miss Omar... She said that uh, Trump was racist in these comments, which, taken in and out of context, could be a viable point. Let's hear what she says and the delivery of what she says. He's launching a blatantly racist attack on four duly elected members of the United States of House of Representatives, all of whom are women of color. This is the agenda of white nationalists whether it is happening in chat rooms or it's happening on national TV, and now it's reached the White House garden. He would love nothing more than to divide our country based on race, religion, gender, orientation, or immigration status. So she goes on and, and you know, gives her talking points from uh, everything. Uh, and she... she is very, as you can see, passionate about what she says, um, but she actually claims that uh, that she should that as, as many Democrats do that Trump should be impeached, um, and basically she she says that she that this was being having Trump being impeached was never my was never my goal. I never wanted to bring it into my uh, campaign or my uh, run for for office, which is blatantly false, but. She did say uh, that this has this prompts her to want to impeach the president. 
even though her speaker, Nancy Pelosi, has actually done a very good job for a very long time, a legend in the Democratic Party, viewed, viewed on both sides, even to this day, has said that she doesn't want to waste time impeaching Trump. And of course, everyone, I mean, everyone that I know, including myself, wants Trump to be out of office, but Omar, the way she delivered this, was very amusing. I have not made impeachment central to my election or my tenure. But since the day that I'd gotten elected, I'd said to people, it is not if he will be impeached, but when. So it is time for us to stop allowing this president to make a mockery out of our constitution. It's time for us to impeach this president. Yeah, well, that's what she says. And, uh, you know, I there are there is basically from, if you just look at the facts, all I'm saying, if you look at the facts, from what we know right now, the, from, and this is from what we strictly know, not what, not from what, you know, we believe or what we've heard, but from the investigations by the federal government, by the government, by the Southern District of New York, by all these places, the president has done nothing wrong as of yet. Now, do I believe that he's done nothing wrong? Of course not. He's done so many things in a very fraudulent way. I've heard it from people myself just talking to them. The man is a fraudster. But I am just... I playing devil's advocate in Miss Omar's uh, position. That's what I'm saying. So, just because he said something racist, as he does very frequently, does not give, uh, you know, a broad service for you to impeach him. And, you know, the the Senate is not going to impeach him anyway. I don't even think if there was if it was a Democrat sen- uh, Senate the quiet people, the quiet uh, Democrats who think logically and only talk when necessary would probably think this out in a very strategic way and be very artful and composed in the way they deliver it as opposed to what we just heard. In my opinion. All, All of this, in my opinion. You know, the big point that was also brought up by this, um, actually it was brought up by CBS News, they said by when Trump attacked these congresswomen, he's actually unifying the Democratic Party. But is that just the narrative that they want you to believe? President Trump is defending his attacks on four Democratic congresswomen of color. He told them to go back and fix the crime-infested places they came from. This morning, the president tweeted, When will the radical left congresswomen apologize to our country, the people of Israel, and even to the office of the president for the foul language they have used and the terrible things they have said? So many people are angry at them and their horrible and disgusting actions. The president then doubled down on his remarks at an event at the White House today. These are people that hate our country. All right, so that's what they say, but the the title of it, the title of this video is, By Attacking Congresswoman, Trump May Have Unified a Divided De- Democratic Party. No. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I understand what they're trying to say, but that is not what happened at all. These four people, especially Ocasio and Omar, are not the face of the Democratic Party. They have no power. That's what they want you to believe, and this is very dangerous that they have power, but they don't. They have, they have small power compared to 
people in the Senate, people in the rest of Congress, they're just a small part of a giant institution that is far bigger than them, and they need to realize that. So, that's my little point there. I understood what their, what CBS was trying to say, but I like to cover what the media says, and they were not... They, I understood what they're trying to say. It gets a lot of clicks, but no, not at all. I think they even know that that's not what, what uh, Trump has done with his Democratic Party. Both sides. It's like subdivisions upon subdivisions. I mean... Of course, the Republicans and the Democrats are divided, but then in the Democrats and in the Republicans, it's divided even more and more and more and more until it eventually just becomes every man for himself, which is not a good way to be. We're going to take a break uh, right now on the Jay Doherty Podcast. This episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast is brought to you in part by Blueberry. If you go to B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com and use my code, my name, Jay Doherty, J-O-I-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, all one word. Get a month for free and help support this podcast. So if you like what you hear, continue to listen and use that code if you want to start your own podcast. Look it up more right now on J-Doherty.com slash B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Be right back in about three minutes on the Jay Doherty Podcast.
gentlemen, welcome back to the Jay Doherty Podcast. My name is Jay Doherty. We are back here. We're going to talk about Prime Day and also these crazy immigration raids that Trump has promised but not delivered on, and hopefully will never deliver on, because these are scare tactics. That's exactly what it is, and we're going to get to it right here, right now on the Jay Doherty Podcast. Let's talk about these raids. Raids targeting about 2,000 undocumented immigrant families who have received removal orders began yesterday, according to a senior Trump official. But no reports, no confirmed reports whatsoever from any of the advocacy groups or anyone being raided. And that includes the cities that are being targeted most prominently, Baltimore, Chicago, New York, and others. Now, all of these are run by uh, Democrats, most of them by people of color. Not that that does anything uh, against the president, per se. Uh, but the news of these raids have, have just left so many undocumented immigrants and their families frightened. They've been stocking up on groceries and making plans to stay in their homes with the lights off and the blinds down. Some are staying home from work and others are posting signs inside their homes reminding them what to do if ICE agents show up. And unsure of where to run, they're flooding hotlines with calls, according to CNN. There are a lot of uh, hotlines out there for these things. And um, they even play it on the radio, on TV, you know, on the local news stations every half hour. You know, call this number if you don't know what to do. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago uh, did not is not basically not cooperating with these federal uh, agents. They say, you know, do what you want, but we're not giving you access to any of our databases, anything. We're not doing that. Uh, so you cannot have it. And she instructed the officers, if anyone ever makes an approach or an ask about anything related to that, nope, you cannot do that. You cannot comply. It's not what we're about here. On a national scale, though, this has become a problem, especially for Chewy Garcia. He is a uh, representative in the Illinois, U.S. representative for the 4th District of Illinois. Uh, before he was, though, when he was a commissioner, uh, I actually interviewed Mr. Garcia, Representative Garcia now, uh, for a project with C-SPAN. And he, he, was, he made some headlines the other day uh, when he was... Uh, on uh, on the uh, congressional hearing, he was on a committee uh, asking Thomas D. Homan about the family separation policy the Trump administration has implemented. Uh, before, just a little context, uh, Chuy Garcia, uh, very from what I have known, he ran for mayor many times in the city. He, he did not uh, win, but he is a very good hard-working person that I've known, and uh, he was asking Thomas D. Homan, an American police officer and government official who served as acting director of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement uh, from Ju January 30, 2017 to January June 29, 2018, uh, he was asking him, who was called in a recent um, testimony, to ask if he ever held a deceased child in his arms and how the family separation policy 
is detrimental to the image on an international scale. And it was a very, very hard-fought battle by both of them. Very quick, but very emotional. Mr. Holman, do you understand that the consequences of separation of many children will be lifelong trauma and carried across generations? Have we not learned from the internment of Japanese Americans? Mr. Holman, I'm a father. Do you have children? How can you possibly allow this to happen under your watch? Do you not care? Is it because these children don't look like children that are around you? I don't get it. Have you ever held a deceased child in your arms? Whoa. First of all, your comments are disgusting. I've served my country. I've served my country. I've served my country for 34 years. I find your this comments is, this disgusting is out of as well. I've served my country for 34 years, and yes, I held a five-year-old boy in my arms. That in back of that tractor trailer, I knelt down beside him and said a prayer for him because I knew what his last 30 minutes of his life were like, and I had a five-year-old son at the time. What I've been trying to do my 34 years serving my nation is to save lives. So for you to sit there and insult my integrity and my love for my country and for, the, and for children, that's why this whole thing needs to be fixed. No one in this room has seen what I've seen in my 34-year career. Very well. No one has experienced what I've experienced. I've saw many dead bodies coming across this border. And you want to talk about the memo? This memo is one option to stop death. Not just about enforcing the law, stop death. If you want to legalize illegal immigration, good luck with that, because it's going to get a hell of a lot worse on that border. If, if you say, well, okay, from now on, there will be no consequence, no deterrence. It's not illegal to come to this country illegally. More families will come. 31% women will be raped. More children would die. We're a nation of laws. If you don't like it, sir, change it. You're the legislator. I'm the executive branch. Good question, good answer, in my opinion. That guy was on a roll. He uh, smashed back. He did a great job, in my opinion, of representing the conservative voice and also responding to personal attacks on him in a uh, very good and dignified way. Now, Mr. Garcia also asked a very good and fair question, uh, as Mr. Homan was actually just kind of a, a standard police officer in protecting the border. Uh, but Trump uh, promoted him to acting... Uh, director of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement from January 30, 2017 to June 29, 2018. So, these raids, Trump called them off after Pelosi, originally he called them off after Pelosi urged him to do so. And then, uh, he said we're going to push him back another week, and then push him back another week, and then they didn't happen, and so who knows what he'll say next week, and we don't know. This does not give us any reason, though, to think that they aren't going to come. Of course, you have to be prepared. And if anyone has is scared of this experience, who's a listener, please call the number 312-625-8492. I want to hear from you. Maybe we can have you on the show. Just let me know. 312-625-8492. Now we're going to take a look at a brighter side of America and capitalism. Prime Day. That's the Amazon holiday that is completely contrived out of capitalism and the need for or want for them to uh, have you buy things. Mostly made by them, coincidentally, and normally there's a decent selection of things that one would want to buy, but this year I was a little bit disappointed as I scrolled through the fine list. The Echo Show 5 which is a smaller device. You put it on your desk. I have the original Echo Show sitting in front of me right now. Uh, it was a very expensive, very thick bezel, super thick uh, design. It doesn't really look that great, and I'm kind of 
I wasn't really a huge fan of it uh, when it came out, but I, I have used it. It's good to see the headlines pop up. Uh, but Echo Show 5, the new one, completely redesigned with a 5-inch screen, just came out, marked down from $90 to $50. You can also, for $60, get an Amazon Basics microphone with a free Echo Dot. The Echo compatible microwave normally costs $60 on a normal day, but today it still costs $60, but they're also giving you an Echo Dot for free. The Fire TV stick, that little thing you plug into your HDMI port, only $15. There, That's probably the best deal out of this whole thing. You buy a TV, you buy this little stick, and it comes with a, an Alexa-powered voice remote. 15 bucks. Pretty cheap, pretty good deal. Best one out there, probably. The new Kindle Paperwhite, $85. You can read without distraction. It's better than its predecessor, and it's the lowest price since it debuted earlier this year. You can also get the uh, third-generation Echo Dot for 22 bucks. That's just $3 lower than the original. The best really cheap things that you can get that are still, uh, you know... They're, they're still expensive, but marked down significantly from the original price. The iPhone 7, only $100. You can save $189 from what Apple is selling it for. Um, you can buy it for $100. Pretty good. Um, you can also get, uh, let's see here, rebate in the form of a $100 MasterCard prepaid debit card. That same option applies to the Motorola Moto G7 Power, which will be just $49 after rebate. And you get Verizon's uh, service at 40 bucks a month that is forced to come with you. So, it's good for a small subset of people that use Verizon. Although it is the leading provider in America, at least according to what I believe is the most recent statistic, uh, for smartphone providers, AT&T still leads in the telephony side of that. But the other good deal that is uh, being offered, speaking of AT&T and Verizon, is the Eero Home Wi-Fi system. 199 bucks. that's uh, 200 bucks cheaper and by far the lowest price on the uh, mesh system that is offered. That includes the base station and two nodes. Recommended by many, including the author of this fine CNET article, Rick Abroida. Tried to get Rick on the show. He did not respond, unfortunately. But it was very last minute. I asked him, like, very late last night, and probably didn't even come into the office yet. So, we'll have him on another time. Rick, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. It'd be great. Uh, the other thing, though, um, that is existing. Let's just see here. Uh, some miscellany. Harry Potter, the complete eight-film collection on Blu-ray is only $27.49. Significantly cheaper uh, because the original is actually, let's just see here, in $99.98. You can also, if you don't for some reason like the Fire TV, you can get the Roku for $69. You save $31. Get the Ninja Foodie OP301 Multifunction Cooker for just $150. Or the Echo Show 5, 50 bucks. 
You can also get the AirPods with wireless charging. That's $169. So you can save $30. Sonos Beam and $100 Amazon gift card for just $350. $359. You save $140. The Glass Smart Thermostat, $180. Tells you that your air is great. So I don't know if you need to uh, have that personal affirmation come from your air conditioning thermostat. You also get the Runtopia S1 smartwatch. For eighty dollars, save forty dollars. It's basically built for runners. If you want that, um, let's see. There's a nice projector that's on sale. One that I was actually looking at before this whole deal commenced. Four K HDR projector for a thousand bucks. That's a good deal. You save five hundred dollars from the original fifteen hundred dollar price, and you can uh, function as a standalone Bluetooth speaker with this device by Optima. Not uh, the most well-known company on the planet, so I don't know if you want to uh, buy something from them, but that's what happens. You know the really good deal, one that is being overlooked and underrated, the four months of Amazon Music Unlimited for just $1. $1 for four months. Normally it's $7 per one month, so that would be $28, and probably after tax, $32 per four months, but this is just $0.99. Cents. Pretty good. So, if you want to hear a complete list, I would recommend going to CNET, or we'll have some uh, pics on the website, j-dorty.com. The best deals, though, in summary, according to CNET. The cloud cam, and this is really, this compares uh, 2019 to 2018, just how bad, how, how generally... How, uh, or, well, it's pretty split, actually, but generally, the prices for Prime Day 2019, Prime Day 2018, uh, generally, it's actually more expensive this year. The Cloud Cam, uh, for Prime Day 2019 costs 120 bucks, while the Prime Day for 2018 of the Cloud Cam costs $60. The Echo on Prime Day 2019 costs 50 while the Prime Day 2018 costs 70 The And the, so that's cheaper this year. Echo Dot 22 on 2019, 30 on 2018. The Fire 7 tablet, both at $30 for both years. Fire HD tablet, both at $50 for uh, both years. Fire 10 tablet, both at $100 for each year. The Fire TV Cube, though, cheaper this year, $70 as opposed to the 90 the previous year. $130 for the Fire TV Recast, that is $50 cheaper than the year prior. $5 cheaper for the Fire TV Stick at $15. And the Kindle Paperwhite is five bucks more expensive than last year at eighty-five dollars compared to the eighty dollars that it was the year before. So, what do you think about the Prime Day this year? Let me know three one two six two five eight four nine two. We'll play the voicemail on the next episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. We thank you everyone for listening. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, feedbacks, jokes, or anything else, please let me know by calling the number three one two six two five eight four nine two. We'll play the voicemail as we said before. It's currently nine thirteen CST. And the show right here, right now, on the Jay Doherty Podcast, the TJDP Network. Hopefully, you uh, liked this episode. If you want to hear the whole Jay Doherty Podcast, you can get it syndicated wherever you so wish. It'll be on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. Let's see, where else? Where else do we syndicate this fine show? Blueberry Podcast, of course, our phenomenal sponsor, and uh, so many other places. So if you want to hear it, you want to listen to the whole thing and uh, prior episodes, we have the full archive on the website, j-dorty.com, and in your favorite podcast directories. Everything is right there for you. I thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of 
the Jay Doherty Podcast. It is Tuesday, July 16th, 2019. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast.